in today's show, coming to you live from COVID Central. We're going to be looking ahead to the first real day in the NBA. Let's be fair, 12 games on Wednesday. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. That's PrizePix.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. So this is the What to Watch For show, showing you what we're watching for for Wednesday's game. Some updates on injury statuses. This will all be clarified further in tomorrow's pregame show, but this is where things currently stand at the moment. And just telling you what I'm going to be like hyper-focused in on on these games and what I think you should be as well, as well as talking about, usually in these shows, we talk about streaming options, but with 12 games on, That is a little bit harder to do. So we're going to get into just the ideas behind all of that as well. All right. Warnie, I'm not going to do the laugh. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) (laughs) Can't do it. Voice is cooked. All right. Let's look. First game, Wizards Pacers. Um, Doing a little bit of a different presentation style here today. I hope this is better. Maybe. Let's see. Wizards Pacers. The Wizards are two-point favorites. The total is 227 and a half in this game. I want to watch Fart and Will Barton. Uh, for a number of reasons. Now, you, Will! No, he's ready to sack that. Run, Will! Give it off quick! Um, I want to see whether they start him. Like, that's probably the big thing. Um, and then what do the minutes look like? How does it work with Hachimura and Avdia? Yes, Corey Kispert isn't in the mix, but is Barton a 31-minute starter? Is it a 26-minute starter? Does he hijack possessions away from the better players? Is he going to even be worth a standard league roster spot? I lean towards no. But... We'll see, maybe as a last-round guy or a guy you hold on to at the back end of your roster. I also want to watch Bradley Beal. Was the reason he sucked last season because of his wrist, or is he just not that guy anymore? Remember, he is not an elite three-point shooter. He was really bad last season, but he's not a guy where go, oh, he'll bounce back and be 39%. That's not who he is. I don't think he's a 30-point-per-game scorer either. And where he fits this season is going to be really intriguing with Porzingis and Kuzma um, and now a point guard who sets him up. How does that affect his assist numbers? It's going to be really telling here for Bradley Beal. On the Pacers side of things, um, I want to see Sticks. Stand by your man! A, I want to see whether he plays because he's questionable with knee soreness and he struggled in the preseason. And to be honest, he's looked bad Nearly his entire career, apart from like a 20-game stretch with the Pacers last season. So, do we just buy into that? Hey, he's named as a starter. He's 13-7 and seven with good percentages and a block and a three. And that's really useful for fantasy. Or is he just going to be bad? I've got him in quite a few drafts, or quite a few leagues. I think three, I think I said three out of, three or two out of my nine leagues. Something like that. Um, so, I want him to be good, but he might not be. Also, want to watch um, old Humpty Dumpty, Benedict Matherin. 
I expect that he comes off the bench, but is he coming off the bench in a 30-minute role? Is he coming off in a 25-minute role? Is he coming off in a 20-minute role? Is he getting 40% usage like he did in preseason, or is it a more reasonable 24%? And can he be efficient, and can he do anything else apart from score? I know that's a lot of questions to heap on the young man heading into his first NBA game, but it's going to be a key thing that we look at as to where we value him as we move forward. Kispert is out, Daniel Tice is out, and then you've got Smith and Neesmith, the two Smiths. Um... Well, obviously not a real Smith in Lee Smith. He was formerly known as Smith. Oh, there's a there's a nay joke for you. All right, there you go. That's all that. I want to move on from that joke as quickly as possible. So let's look at the next game. It's the Magic and the Pistons. The Pistons, the Pistons are three and a half point favorites. The total's 217 and a half. That's a pretty low one. Um, on the Orlando side, Jalen Suggsy Suggs is in. He's playing. Yeah, I was getting him round 11 in a lot of drafts, and then he got hurt and went, oh no. So I dropped him to the last round, and he's not missing any time, which is great. I think he will start. I think he'll be a little bit limited in minutes early on, and then they'll probably bump that up. But he, he should be probably on a roster in a 12-team league, and I want to see if that shooting can go from atrocious to below average. It's a big improvement if it does. Then, of course, we want to watch Paolo Banquero. I want to watch a lot of things on this team. I want to watch Franz Wagner. I want to watch Wendell Carter. But I want to watch Bunkero. Yeah, can he do anything? He's a points, rebounds, assist guy. Can there be steals and blocks? Can there be efficiency? Let's see how he fits in into the Magic ecosystem. While for the Pistons, um, it's the two rookies that I, I do want to focus. I want to watch Cade quite a bit because I'm pretty big on a breakout for Cade. But Jalen Duran and Jaden Ivey. With the injuries in Detroit, Marvin Bagley's out, Alec Burks is out, and now Isaiah Livers is out. To me, that means that there is a bigger opportunity for Duran because Duran was going to be the backup, or Nerlens Noel is not in the injury report. I don't expect him to play. Um, Duran should be the backup to Isaiah Stewart, but without Isaiah Livers there, the backup power forward spot is a little bit thin too. So that probably pushes Stewart to play some backup power forward meaning that Duran can get a couple of extra minutes at center. Unless, and it is possible, unless they want to give Kevin Knox those minutes, that would seem pretty insane to me. But there is an opportunity here for Duran, who I do think at the moment is worth the 12-team league roster spot. And then there's Jaden Ivey, who, like Matherin, I fear is going to be really inefficient, but he's going to start. But what does he do? Like, is he going to handle the ball? Is he going to shoot more than 40%? Like, what's his usage going to be like? I fear that he is going to be a guy that is rostered everywhere. And then in two weeks' time, it's going to be pretty clear that he shouldn't be. Fultz is out. Gary Harris is out. Isaac's out. Shocker there. Livers is out. Bagley's out. And Alec Burks is also out for the um, old Pistons. Alec Berg. But Hamadou Diallo is in and Boyan Bogdanovich is in. The Cavs and the Raptors is the next game. Raptors, two and a half point favorites in Toronto. Total really low. 213 and a half. We want to watch... Um, Don Mitchell, of course. He's Don. He's good. Yeah, how it fits. How that impacts Darius Garland. How it impacts Evan Mobley. How, what Mitchell's game is like. What do his steal numbers look like? And then Karis LeVert, who is expected to start at small forward. Um, is that just going to mean a drastic drop in his usage? Or is he going to hijack possessions away from better players? Like Mobley, Mitchell, and Garland. Can he actually shoot efficiently for once in his life? Is he a starter in name only? Is he a 25-minute starter with Okoro and Wade getting minutes? Or is he plugged in at 32? That's really key. And then for the Raptors, Scotland Barnes. Yeah, I want to see if he deserves this call-up from the G League and a spot on NBA roster. I also want to see, in all seriousness, 
um, what he elevates from last season? Or does he do things similar? How much does the ball handling and assist numbers rise, if they do at all? Can the defensive numbers get better? What about the three-point shooting? What train change in his game do we see? And then I also want to see Precious Achua, the big sneeze. Will he get the bulk of those minutes off the bench? Or, as some people think, that they'll reduce Achua to give Coloco minutes. And I think Coloco actually is a better long-term prospect than Achua. I'm not sure that the Raptors believe that. But watching that will be interesting. For the Cavs, Rubio is out and Otto Porter is out. Shocking again for the Raptors, while uh, Boucher and Birch are both listed as doubtful. Boucher is rostered in a lot of 12-team leagues. I have no idea why. I would not be bothering with that whatsoever. Malachi Flynn is back. He was dealing with a cheekbone issue. Um, Whether he is in the rotation or not, I have no idea. Unfortunately, I wish I did have an idea, but unfortunately, I do not. But now I do have an idea about price picks because you want to play daily fantasy. We love the NBA. It's back. We're rolling. We're ready to go. And price picks is daily fantasy, and it's made easy. It's basically not you up against millions of other people. It's you up against player projections. So you can go in and have a look at those games for tomorrow, and you can say, well, I want to have a look at Jalen Brunson's points line is 18 and a half, and I'll go over that. I want to have a look at Jamarant's assist line, which is at seven and a half, and I'll go over that. And you can do between two to five of those individual player lines, push them together, and you can win up to 10 times your entry fee. It's really fast and easy. Under 60 seconds, you can get it done. Withdrawals are safe and fast as well. And it's not just the NBA. You can do it for NFL, NHL, Major League Baseball, soccer, college sports, whether that's basketball, women's and men's football. You can do soccer. You can do NASCAR. You can do esports. You can do disc golf. You can do whatever else you want. It's all there. So download PricePix, the app, or go to pricepix.com and sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with a promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, they give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100 dues. Let's look at the next game. It is the Bulls versus the Heat. The Heat are six and a half point favorites and the total is 216 and a half. Patrick Williams, after the big fake out from Billy Donovan, Williams will start at power forward. And Javante Green, who is healthy, will come off the bench. Um, I'm not massively high on Williams. I don't think he's particularly good. And uh, yeah, he's fine to have on a roster as a 12-team guy. I'm just not that interested in it personally. Um, I want to watch what he does, though. I also want to watch Aya Dusunmu, who is going to be the starting point guard. But how many minutes is he going to get? Last time, with the 13 games he started last year, he played 35 minutes. I don't expect that at all. Is he a 27-minute starter with Dragic, White, and Caruso there? Or is he a 32-minute-a-night starter? For the Heat, Caleb Martin will probably start at power forward. I think he is a guy that probably should be on a 12-team league roster. Um, So we'll see how that goes. And then there is um, Tyler Hero, who will move into the starting lineup. And I'll play his sound drop, so I just give my voice a quick break. Um, so does that impact his usage with um, moving into that starting line? For the Heat, Oladipo, he was initially listed questionable. He is out. I think that Oladipo is finished, honestly. I know there's, oh man, look look at what he's, pre, uh, so much talk offseason in the camps. He's really dominating. He looked good in the, in the playoffs. I didn't think he looked that good in the playoffs. His knee is sore again. I don't think you should have any any investment in Victor Oladipo in 12-team fantasy leagues. Uh, I just think he's done. I just don't. There's much better players on this team. 
Um, Yurt Seven is also out. Lonzo Ball is out. And curiously enough, Zach Levine is questionable for injury management. Look, we know he had knee surgery in the offseason, then they signed him to that big contract. How is he questionable opening night for management? That is really weird. Surely you were managing him so he would be ready to play opening night. That is, he is out. If he is out on opening night, I don't think he will be. But if he is, color me officially concerned if that is the case. Pelicans and Nets. Nets are three and a half point favorites. Might be close than that. Total's 230 and a half. I want to watch Zion because he's really fun. Um, I also want to watch Trey Murphy to see what role they give Trey coming off the bench. That's going to be really curious to me. Does he play only 20 minutes? Because then it's not worth holding him, really. Like, because you need that 25 pathway. And I'm not I'm not sure he gets there. And then you've got, um, for the Nets, I, I want to watch what Ben Simmons does. Um, is he double-digit scoring? Is he a Ray Felton 10-10-10 triple-double? Where he steals up? Like, what's he look like? And then Nick Claxton. Is he going to be a 28-minute center? Or a 20-minute center while Dayron Sharp cuts in and they go small. That is really key as well. I, I think you'll be you know, closer to the 26-27, but that's something we need to watch. The Nets are also going to be missing Seth Curry, Joe Harris, and TJ Warren. So Royce O'Neal will get the start there. Um, Jackson Hayes, who was thought to be out for a few weeks, he is questionable. But the Pelicans, whether he plays over Billy Hearn and Gomez remains to be seen. They might also play both of those guys. And that does have... Um, an impact on the value of Trey Murphy, unfortunately. The Rockets and the Hawks. The Hawks are nine-point favorites. The total's 231.5. I want to watch the delicate dancer, Alperen Shengun. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. Had some good preseason games, had some bad ones. But what do they, what do, they do in terms of playing time? Or, more importantly, usage. Is he 30 minutes? Is he 33 does he shrink away to let the other chuckers take their shots? That's, that's another thing. I, completely off track. When I do a lot of my mock drafts, people go, man, Josh, he always takes chuckers. Yeah, that's what happens when you punt field goal percentage. It doesn't matter if they miss shots. The volume, the assists, the scoring, the threes, like that's what's more important. So if you are punting, again, sometimes I think strategy goes over some people's heads. If you're punting field goal percentage, you do boost a lot of value in a lot of other categories. And that's why I'm big on Jalen Green and Kevin Porter because I'm a lot of the times I'm punting field goals and those guys value rise a lot in that situation. Um, Jabari Smith is ready to go. He did have an ankle problem, but he is fine. He is playing. And I want to see what he brings first game in. The wild thing, Jay Sean Tate is out. So that does help the value of Tari Eason, but it might also mean that KJ Martin, well, KJ Martin will play. But will Martin play more than Eason? We're going to be really, really interested to see how Eason's value looks. For the Hawks, Bogdanovich is out. They did have Trey Young. Well, they announced that Trey Young missed practice due to feeling under the weather, but he is not on the injury report. He was, we had him initially listed as questionable, um, but he is ready to go, and that's good. Klinkapala was also initially on the injury report with a thumb issue, but he is also ready to go. We want to see DeJounte Murray and then the impact on others. What does the usage split look like between Murray and Trey? How does that impact DeAndre Hunter, for example? What does Murray's assist look like? How much staggering is there? Is it just all stagger, which it should be? And then a Kongwu and Capella, 24-24, 27-21. How do the minute splits look between those players? Knicks and Grizzlies. There just has been injury news before I um, 
or just after I prepared this. The Grizzlies are six-point favorites. The total is 226. I want to watch the Burner, Jalen Brunson. I want to watch Julius Randle. I want to watch RJ Barrett. I want to see how these three all interact. Where does the usage go? Where does the ball handling and assist opportunities go? Not just assists, but potential assists. I want to see how all that looks in this game. I've got Brunson in that 60 zone, zone, 60 zone and Julius Randle you know, maybe a little bit later than that, RJ a lot later than that, but how do they all coexist? For the Grizzlies, we are expecting that Santi Aldama will start for Jaron Jackson. So again, is it 21 minutes? Is it 27 minutes? Does Brandon Clark get the big minutes off the bench? I think they view Clark basically as a backup center and don't want to play him with Adams at all, meaning that does help Aldama quite a bit. And I also want to watch Desmond Bain. Now, Desmond Bain had been getting more usage than Dylan Brooks, but now Dylan Brooks, he's not going to play, I don't think. He's listed doubtful with thigh soreness. And Zaire Williams, who was originally questionable, is out. So there are big guard opportunities happening here. Johnny Concha, big opportunity. More minutes probably coming for Tyus Jones, I would guess. I would I would assume. And you know that 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 Concha could be really now it's not really streamable on a 12 game day, but with Brooks and Williams out, Bain's gonna get a big boost. But there's a real opportunity for someone else too. Grimes is also out for the Knicks. So your quicklies and roses, and maybe even Reddish gets into the mix, can have a larger role. Let's go to the next game. It is the Thunder and the Wolves. The Wolves are 10 and a half point favorites here. The total's 226 and a half. I want to watch the Bronco. Jalen Williams. Broncos country, let's ride. Um, yeah, what what does his role look like considering that both Shea and Dort are going to play. Is he first man off the bench, or does that role mistakenly go to Trey Mann? I think Trey Mann's quite bad, to be honest. But yeah, maybe I'm in the minority on that. But how often do they, or how many minutes does Williams get? He's a popular late pick, but he might be useless to begin the year. And then I want to watch Josh Giddy, who thrived in preseason, playing zero minutes with Shea. How does he look playing with Shea? Do we see a shrinking of usage and ball handling? How do these two coexist? Speaking of coexisting on the Wolves, we want to watch Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. And we want to see how that impacts Carl Anthony Towns, of course. And then Jaden McDaniels will be starting. Is he 31 minutes? Is he 27? Can he do anything in the starting group? I think it's going to be hard to find the touches that some people think will be there for a breakout. Chet's out. Mike Mascala is questionable. So that's worth um, that's worth looking at because Mascala might have been in the rotation. Um, all right, let's look at Hornets and Spurs. I expect Kelly Oubre starts, but how much does Steve Clifford enjoy his work? Because Martin and McDaniels can be options. Now, I don't think the librarian, uh, Jim Booknight, the the old uh, man who's been arrested four times in the last 12 months for vehicular-related incidents. Not great, considering he also had one of those incidences back in college as well. Um, I don't know how much he's going to play. Don't imagine Clifford really tolerates that shit. And I don't think he's going to tolerate Ubre's shot-chucking and defensive lapses. So is Ubre going to be worth it? I also want to watch Nick Richards. I thought he looked pretty good in the preseason. Does he hold off Mark Williams? Does he overtake Mason Plumley? It's not crazy to suggest Plumley is not very good. Neither is Richards. 
But let's see what happens. Um, for the Spurs, Devin Vassell, like massive usage in the preseason. Does that continue? And then I also want to watch uh, Jeremy Sohan. Sohan now! He's going to start, but he's going to start and get like six points, three rebounds, a steal and a block. That can still be useful, but it hampers you in a lot of areas. What does his role look like? How lost is he out there? How bad are the percentages? That's a concern. Um, Lamelo Ball is out. Doug McDermott is currently questionable for the Spurs. The next game we've got is the Nuggets and the Jazz. The headmaster is back. Jamal Murray, he will play. I expect that he'll be on limited minutes. By limited, I mean like 30 instead of 34. We will see exactly what the Dr. Michael Malone does. And then because he is playing, what does this mean for Bones? A lot of people saying it's a big breakout year for Bones. But considering Bruce Brown is also coming off the bench, can Bones get 25? I don't think so. But we want to watch that. 25 of Bones makes him a clear 12-team must roster. 19 of Bones means maybe as a hold. We'll see what happens. Um, what else am I looking at in this game? Oh, yeah, the Jazz. Kali Linick. I think he's going to be pretty strong. Uh, he's available in a lot of leagues. I don't think it's going to last all season, but for now, it is. So he's a guy we want to see rack up some early numbers. And then I want to see Colin Sexton. More importantly, is Sexton going to start or is it going to be Clark, uh, what's his name? Clarkson, the man on the street. That is him. Old Jordan. J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. Or is it going to be Malik Beasley? And does that cap Saxton, Sexton's value? I, I think it does. So let's see how much that is actually capped. Nuggets are seven and a half point favorites here as well. The Blazers and the Kings is the next game. Um, I want to watch Jeremy Grant, who's been really, really strong defensively in the preseason. And does that carry over? What does his usage look like? And how does that impact um, Red Simons? Now, if I just got to find the sound. Gog him, Red! Um, and then Nurkic, who apparently is out of shape. Olivier Saar is out. Oh, my God, there's so many sound bites. It's Levi-O-Sa, not Levi-O-Sa. And that means that like, it's going to be Eubanks or Watford as the backup centre. So they'd love for Nurkic to play 30, but if he can't, I'd, I'd be worried. For the Kings, um, well, Gary Payton also out for the Blazers. For the Kings, Keegan Murray is questionable coming out of health and safety protocols, and I do not expect him to start, even if he plays. But let's see what he's able to do, and let's see if we can finally um, remove ourselves from the annoyance of KZ Okpala starting. And then Davion Mitchell, who a lot of people, again, think was going to be a breakout this season. I'm not that sure that that's going to be the case, because how does he get the minutes? With Monk and with Herder, who Herder was on the injury report, but he looks like he's fine to go. And Fox there, like, is there enough minutes for Mitchell? I would suggest no. But let's wait to see how that looks. Um, as I said, Keegan Murray, questionable. And then... We go on to the last game of the day, which is the Mavs and the Suns. The Suns are four and a half, or just four point favorites, total 216. Christian Wood's going to come off the bench, but how does that impact him? Like, what do the minutes look like? What's the usage look like? I still think he's going to be pretty good. And then also Timmy Hardaway, who is returning from that foot injury. Now, let's get a couple of things clear. He was terrible before the injury last season, but without Jalen Brunson, there is a hole to fill. And if you are looking for a scoring and three-point boost, maybe Hardaway can be that guy. And for the Suns, is DeAndre Ayton engaged at all? Or does Monty Williams play him 29 minutes? Because I'm going to be honest with you, Jock Landau looked really good in the preseason. So if Ayton's attitude isn't there, I can very easily see Monty pulling him and playing him 28 minutes and letting Landau or even Biombo step in and get more playing time. Cam Johnson's going to be the starter. Um, he does need a little bit of usage to be super valuable. So how often they look to him, 
is going to be really key in determining where he fits the rest of the season. In terms of guys that are out, there's quite a few. Landry Shamit is out. Jay Crowder won't play with whatever nonsense is going on there. Um, Bertans and Nilakina are both out, while Maxi Kleber is questionable for Dallas. Now, because there is so many games on, you can't really just stream guys in to fill up an open roster spot because I'm going to be surprised if anyone has an open active roster spot. But what I will do is tell you a couple of guys who I think that if you did add them, you might actually slot them into your best 10 players. You might not, but you, you might be in a situation where these guys are actually better than some guys you've got and they are available in over 50% of leagues. The two guys that I'm really focusing on there are Caleb Martin and Kevin Herter. I think they can be top 100 contributors tomorrow and that might be enough to get them into your active roster spot. It might not be. But it might be. And in deeper leagues, these guys are around. Royce O'Neal, Killian Hayes, Kyle Anderson, Chumra KK, Pressure Chua, Jalen Williams. If you're in 16 teams, every one of those guys should be rostered, I think. If you're in 14, a KK, Williams, probably O'Neal, Anderson probably should be on a roster. And they're going to be relatively useful tomorrow. And then the same thing about points leagues that I said with category leagues, like you can't stream in. But these three guys are available in over 50% of points leagues or using the way that I calculate points leagues. Um, and I think they're going to be useful. Kelly Linick, Santiago Dama, and Jalen Suggs. I don't think they should be sitting on the wire. So I would look to add them and then you can play them tomorrow. And it's not just a play for tomorrow. It's a play to hold on to. And that is the what to watch for for a massive bumper 12-game Wednesday in the NBA. Let me know your thoughts. What are you watching for? I'd love to see that in the comments below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.